You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Friday edition, where we go through all of the games coming up on the Sunday slate this week, Saturday. We're in that portion of the season, Matt, where we've got Saturday games, and I love it. Give me some Thursday, which was the final Thursday game of this season, but we've got Saturdays now, too, so uh, extra games on extra days. I love it. We'll break down Chargers, Raiders, which turned into an overtime thriller, and break down everything, including our six-pack for this weekend's games. This season has been extremely different, and Pepsi is here to get ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me. The scout Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL is a must follow Matt let's start with Thursday night football a game that started off as I think a contest that nobody wanted to win and then turned out to be a pretty darn good game going into overtime the Chargers narrowly winning after a couple of quarterback sneaks from rookie Justin Herbert they finally plunged it into the end zone to beat the Raiders 30-27 I really enjoyed this game and part of it was because I don't like to see anyone get hurt don't get me wrong but I've been a Mariota supporter Mm -hmm. Probably to a fault, to be very honest with you. And I've been very anxious to see him back on the field, take a step back, you know, get get out of the the limelight, the spotlight for a while, see how that works, you know. And the same, I'm going to say the same thing for Sam Darnold when it's his time to do that. Jameis Winston fits that bill to some degree, but I'm a big Mariota guy, and I thought he played great. And I, I mean, it's one game. I'm not going to overreact to that, and we're going to hear things like. You know, the Raiders might move away from Carr and keep Mariota. And frankly, I think that's possible, but it's early to have that conversation. But I really enjoyed seeing him play as well as he did. And the offense, you know, with the with his legs as well as his accuracy, I thought the offense moved pretty well with him. He looks great in that uh, West Coast offense, which is, is probably a reason why John Gruden wanted to bring him in. And he spent a lot of money on a backup quarterback to have him. And we talked about it in the offseason, how there was an opportunity for Marcus Mariota to be the Ryan Tannehill for Derek Carr, right? And and that come yeah. full circle. And and he could potentially do that. And he gave him a spark. He did, he did throw the interception, but that hit a, a receiver's hands. It was behind him. But I don't know if you put that entirely on Mariota. It was you know, generally an accurate throw. It wasn't like he threw it straight to the other team, but he gave him a spark, rushing touchdown, throwing touchdown, and overall played pretty darn well. I, I enjoyed watching him play. It made the game a little bit more fun, and there's no knock on Derek Carr, but I liked seeing something a little bit different there, and it made it does make things very interesting when you start, start talking quarterbacks for the Las Vegas Raiders that now uh, maybe say goodbye to their playoff chances. Are they looking ahead to the offseason now? Because... At seven and seven, that's tough. I, they're, I think they're too far behind the the Dolphins, the Ravens. I mean, they would need a ton of help. They would have to win out, and I don't know if nine and seven is going to do it. Yeah, I, I tend to think not. And they haven't played great of late. Although I thought they played better last night than they have the last few weeks. But they've lost four out of five, and their only win is that Jets, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, rugs Greg Williams debacle. They were and six again, and it was three. better last night, but. Yeah, they, that? they were six and three at one point in the season and uh, have lost four of five since then. So they, they are not playing the right kind of ball that you want to be playing in December to go make a playoff push. No, 100 percent true. 
Um, again, Darren Waller blew up. I thought Josh Jacobs played really, really well, clearly looked healthy, used him more as a receiver. I've been lobbying for that forever. Um, Herbert played another very good game. You know, they really did not have Allen or Williams at receiver. I mean, they, they had some dudes step up, and I thought that was good. Let's give the Chargers some credit. They did win a close game. You know, I mean, that's not what they do, and I destroy them on these airways for exactly that. But nice win by the Chargers. I think it's, a, 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 you know, the, the end of the road for the Raiders. But I really enjoyed the game. Yeah, it was a fun game. It was definitely a fun game. We've got a lot of Sunday and Saturday football to get into, Matt. So uh, I don't want to spend too much time on Thursday night because there's so much happening this weekend and no buys. So let's get rolling with these selections. And I will let you go first in our Sunday six-pack. What game do you like here in Week 15? And by the way, looking at our standings with the Action Network, I meant to bring this up with Chris to gloat a little bit with Chris, that we are in the lead by a couple of picks over the course of the season. Everybody, you me personally individually and then together as a team and action network uh we're all over 500 with our picks for the season so you nice. are in the plus side if you were betting along with us this year nice i like it i'm going to use one that chris brought up yesterday and i agree with everything he said i like denver plus six and a half is what i'm looking at i think that's what we had that yesterday hosting the bills I absolutely think Denver is a home field advantage, maybe the only one in the league at this point. Um, I think Buffalo probably wins the game, but are maybe due for a slight letdown after a huge win on national TV against you know a, a, a good team with a really good record. Um, even if the Bills get up heavy, as I mentioned yesterday, I think Drew Locke is the new Bortles garbage time king, and they'll keep coming back and maybe help me cover that way, If even if the game doesn't go well. But I think Denver's hard to play against. I agree. I like that one. It was on my list. It wasn't my first pick, but it was a game that I liked, and I liked that selection as soon as they brought it up. And, and the more Chris talked about it yesterday, the more I liked it and the more I think about it, I think that's a good one to cover. Not necessarily to win outright, but six and a half points is definitely enough for me to take the Broncos with you on that one. My first pick is the Seattle Seahawks giving up six points, and it's a lot of points over Washington, but we might see Dwayne Haskins playing quarterback for Washington. They had to have a lot of, they had to score 14 points on defense to win the game last week against the 49ers, and the Seahawks are, are a much different beast on offense than the 49ers are right now with. Russell Wilson and those receivers, DK Metcalf, who's going to set the Seahawks all-time season receiving record, probably surpassing Steve Largent at some point this year. And Washington on offense just doesn't have this, the firepower against the Seahawks. So I'm going to give up some points here with the Seahawks minus six over Washington. And I have a feeling once Dwayne Haskins gets announced, it might even get closer to a touchdown with that line. So minus six is a good place to get it, I think. Where I've been, the little birdies I've been listening to and the blurbs I've seen, it sure looks like it's not going to be Alex Smith. And you're right. I think I would get that bet in now. Um, Washington's a great defense and they rush the passer well, but Wilson's used to that. You know, like, yes, yeah. I'm always under pressure. What's the difference? You yeah, know, he's I mean? good at escaping that pressure, too. Yeah, exactly. And I do like Washington's corners a lot, but they've allowed some big games to receivers. I, I could see. Metcalf and Lockett getting, you know, really nice days. And I think that they can run on Washington a little bit. And the key here to me, though, is I think Seattle's D is actually pretty decent now. I don't think it's a joke. It's not. Yeah, it's not great, but it's improved from what we thought of it uh, earlier on in the season. 
and it's going to keep them in games enough for their high-powered offense to go score enough points to to win a lot of games and and beat bad teams. And this is one of those where I think Washington has done a, a remarkable job at what they're doing and, and being in a position to even make the playoffs, but they're still not that team. And, and playing legitimate good teams, I think we'll see those matchups. And we saw a little bit of that with the Giants. The Giants had some good games and even beat some good teams, but over the course of multiple games, you just see that those teams aren't good enough to play with the big boys on a regular basis. All right, we'll finish up our six-pack next and get to all the games on Saturday and Sunday in Week 15. Who else do you like this week, Matt, for our six-pack of favorite games? Um, I got Arizona minus six and a half hosting the Eagles. And it basically is, I've kind of been a little hard on Arizona because I thought there was a stretch this year where they were too overrated by the public. That Kyler's a really good player, but... There was that stretch when I heard MVP and things like that near his name. And like, come on, you know, let's relax here a little bit. But it is a really good defense. It keeps improving. I think Kyler's healthy. But my key here is I think the the public and this line implies that the Eagles now have it figured out. That it was all Wentz's fault and now it's all figured out. I'm not on board with that. We're see, we're on the same wavelength here because uh both of your picks have been on my list so far, and I like this one a lot, and I, I tend to agree with you. And as soon as you put something on film, the Eagles know, or the Cardinals now know, and their defense has been playing really well recently, their defense knows how they can try to attack. So there's some film yeah. on what that offense looks like full-time under Jalen Hurts. Now, that doesn't mean Jalen Hurts is going to fold, or that doesn't mean they have some answers and he can't adjust to the adjustments, but we'll find out, and I think that's worth it, and I think this line would look different uh, if we if this was going into Hertz first start instead of his second start after playing well and knocking off a good uh, Saints team. So um, it was not the not the game I was the most confident in, but I like what the Cardinals defense is doing right now. I like the way the Cardinals have sort of turned the corner with a healthy Kyler Murray again after having a rough stretch of it for a short time. And we'll see how for real this Eagles team is. Did they get a short-term bump? Was it a sneak attack with a new quarterback that nobody knew or that the Saints didn't know how to prepare for? I think we'll have some questions answered there in another start. And um, there's there's two sides of this. Talked a little bit about it yesterday with Jalen Hurts. So if you can if you know how they're going to attack you now and you can limit him and corral his running ability and he's a good runner, but he's not Lamar Jackson. Right. 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 And he didn't he wasn't super efficient. It didn't look any different in the passing game than it did with Carson Wentz. So he didn't upgrade that portion. So you look at it both sides. Can you slow down the running and then you're not worried about the passing game in Philly? Or is there an opportunity for Jalen Hurts to improve that passing game and and come at defenses in another way? So that's that's what I'm interested to see in this game. But I'm with you. I would lean toward the Cardinals side. Yeah. And lastly, a slay injury sure sounds good for DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, and and all those receivers over there on uh, on yeah. the Cardinals roster. Uh, Kenyon Drake, by the way, had some quotes this week and he was kind of mad. I think maybe some fantasy owners might have come at him on social media and he was just like, he, he ripped the whole thing. He's like, I don't care about your fantasy team. It's stupid. I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing a real game for my real team. And, and yeah, it's funny because it's so it, players really come at different angles with that. Some players are like, oh, hey, start me this week and, and talk about, hey, I'm glad I came through for my fantasy owners. And some some players probably grew up playing fantasy football more so now than players in eras past. So uh, I always love when when a player comments on the fantasy football aspect of it, because from a player's perspective, I'm sure it's just bananas that someone would care about that. Oh, I bet they get tweeted a hundred times a day. Oh yeah. It's insane. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's so, I mean, just think about the world through their eyes and actually walking on a football field and trying to block 
Miles Garrett or, you know what I mean, as a tight end and then get away from a safety or a linebacker and all that that takes. And you think he cares about your fantasy team? Come on. <laughs> right. Uh, here's a game that is. I was ready to pick it and I'm still going to pick it. But now we have new information that it sounds like, according to Adam Schefter, that Drew Brees is going to start for the Saints against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are favored yeah. by three. And I thought the Taysom Hill Saints and the Chiefs are only favored by three. That's uh, that's immediate easy. And I think it's going to move toward the Saints way. So maybe this continues to go toward the Saints and you can get a better line than three even right now. But I'm still going to take the Chiefs minus three. We'll see what Drew Brees looks like. Collapsed lung, multiple broken ribs. Did they try to bring him back too soon? in this matchup because they're trying to fight for um, the one seed in the playoffs. We'll find out, but I still like Kansas city here minus three and maybe by kickoff, you can get an even better number than three and I'll still take Kansas city either way. I have that one written down here too, but didn't pick it because of the breeze news, basically kind of what you were saying there. If this was Hill, like we talked about yesterday to most of the, you know, the majority of that conversation, I would feel quite confident about it. I also worry. I mean, if Breeze's age with 11 broken ribs, what's he going to look like? And right. there's going to be some obvious rust as well. I don't know how much he practiced this week. I should probably look into that. But I do think Breeze targeting Kamara against those bad linebackers, it really is appealing to me. Um, but, man, uh, I also believe that the Saints defense is way better than it looked last week, that we'll look back and that's a blip on the radar. And Kansas City hasn't been blowing teams out. Um, I'll still take the Chiefs, though. Uh, again, I, I think the uncertainty of quarterback for New Orleans is a little worrisome. And uh, New Orleans is really good. They're they're my pick to represent. Yeah. In fact, these these were my picks. This was my Super Bowl preseason pick. It was Chiefs and Saints. And I we talked about it before. Patrick Mahomes. They they're not blowing teams out, but they they're not losing games either. They lost the one game to the Raiders and. Their offense is defense-proof. So even though the Saints do have a good defense, and I think they are better than what we saw against uh, Eagles team, and they didn't quite have an opportunity to prepare for a quarterback they had never seen before, I do agree that's a blip on the radar, but I don't think that matters because Mahomes and that offense, and we talked about Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey doing historic things as wide receiver tight end combinations in this league, they're matchup proof, and uh, I, I really yeah. think they're going to roll, and, and they're playing some good ball right now. So uh, I have no problem giving up a field goal. Okay. Yeah. I'm leaning that way as well, but I liked it better yesterday. It was a lot better yesterday. Here. That's true. <laughs> All right. That's four <laughs> of five. We got Seahawks, Chiefs, Broncos, Cardinals so far in our six pack. Uh, who do you like? This is your last selection this week, Matt. I also like your Niners. I think we brought this one up. I think Chris brought this up yesterday. The Dallas D is thoroughly bad. And I think Cincinnati is so horrible. And they still moved the ball against Dallas. They didn't put up points. I think your Niners will run on them with consistency. I think Ayuk has a big game. I think Shanahan schemes it up against this defense without a whole lot of hesitation. Only three is what I'm looking at. I think that's what we had it yesterday. I think San Francisco wins this game by a touchdown. Yep, another one that was going to be on my list. I would have made that last selection here. Uh, I just... 49ers can run the football. They're not running it as well as they did last year, but they're going against the Cowboys' 32nd run defense, uh, 32nd ranked run defense. And, and that is a great matchup for the 49ers. And this might not be a hugely high-scoring game, which means it might be a little bit closer, but I think it is clearly uh, something that favors the 49ers. And because they haven't played great ball lately, this line probably isn't as big as it should be. So uh, I, I would easily take 
Niners minus three in this game. Okay. And talking with Landon McCool, one of the co-hosts of the Locked On Cowboys show this week, when we did our crossover on the Locked On 49ers pod, uh, he's not confident in his Cowboys either for very similar reasons. So it's kind of unanimous uh, with everybody here at the network that I've talked to that, yeah, this this doesn't look well on paper for the Cowboys. But it's in Dallas, and we'll see. They do have some weapons on offense. Can they? Uh, and hey, you mentioned Ayuk, CD Lamb, and Ayuk, two of the, the probably number two and number three as far as rookie wide receivers this year in the yeah. NFL after uh, Justin Jefferson. So that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. And yeah, deploy Brandon Ayuk. He will get all the targets in the passing game for the 49ers. And but by the way, I wanted to mention something with the last game we talked about Saints and Chiefs. Drew Brees really helps fantasy owners in the playoffs because that means guys like Jared Cook and especially Alvin Kamara getting a little bit more looks probably in the passing game, which will help. Good point. And it can't hurt Michael Thomas, although Thomas and Hill look like they were starting to get on the same page. Absolutely. I will go to the primetime game here, the one that was flexed. So the 49ers Cowboys sadly flexed out of primetime. Flexed in was Browns Giants, which is not something I would think that would happen, would be Browns Giants being in primetime over 49ers Cowboys. And that's what it networks executives would want to have on their airwaves. But that's where we are right now in 2020. And Cleveland, you know what? They should have flexed out my team versus the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm looking at that. It's like, I mean, one of those teams is good, but uh, I, and we'll talk right. about that on Monday about that minus 13 line. We'll see if that line changes at all. But man, that is uh, the Bengals are just <laughs> playing so some awful ball right now. But uh, back to the Giants. Uh, I'm just not confident in the Giants at all. Four and a half points. I'll give that up easily for the Browns, who are playing some really good football right now. The Giants made a valiant effort midseason looked like things were moving up but they've got one banged up quarterback that they're going to keep rolling out there that's not playing at a high level I would honestly I would like this matchup less if Colt McCoy was going to be the quarterback to be honest at this point because at least he'll just be kind of boring and efficient on offense and things can go very wrong with Daniel Jones and I'm more I'm less and less of a believer and him being injured on top of it and uh, I think the Browns kind of I mean, it's not going to be a great matchup for Nick Chubb necessarily for your fantasy playoffs. Uh, and no. I do have Chubb in a league, but I think they can work around the strengths of the Giants defense. And I think that's kind of the problem with the Giants is that they they do some things very well, but they're just not a well-rounded enough team to beat a lot of teams in the league regularly. And And the Browns probably a little bit mad coming off that uh, that Monday night loss last week and have been playing good ball lately. I like what I've seen from Baker Mayfield. It's not going to be super bad weather. It looks like it's going to be chilly, but um, you know it's not going to actually be actively snowing or anything like that. And Baker seems like he's much better good weather than bad weather player, which is not great for a, a Cleveland team. But town he lives in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, I yeah I think I've said enough about this game. Give me I'll <laughs> give up those points four and a half and take the Browns against the Giants. What's interesting is we discussed this one yesterday, and like you said, it's four and a half, and then I went to my site now, and it's all the way up to six and a half. And six and a half, I might be persuaded to take the Giants. I could see this being sort of low scoring, but I'm going to take the Browns. I think the Browns' offense is pretty darn good. I think the Browns' defense is pretty worrisome, but I don't know if the Giants can take advantage of that with a semi-injured Jones or even McCoy. Um, I'm not real impressed with that side of the ball, especially if Jones can't make plays with his legs. I think it could be a close game. I think the Giants could slow down the run, but by the fourth quarter, we could see Chubb breaking off long runs. Yeah, wear him down and then, you know, yeah. hunt in the passing game. There's there's numerous ways. And by the way, coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski, he's in that conversation and uh, he's impressed sure. me every step of the way. So I think he'll find a way to uh, beat that Giants 
Defense, four and a half. That's, yeah, and, and I think that's smart that that line is actually moving in a certain direction toward the Browns because I just, I just think it's not enough. No, I hear you. It, 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 that makes sense to me, too. Four and a half is not enough. Plenty of games to get to Saturday, Sunday. We'll cover them all next. A pair of games Saturday, Matt. Bills, Broncos, we already talked about. You're going Broncos and, and taking some points there, which I like. We've got the Packers favored at home by eight and a half over the Carolina Panthers. This is one I thought about because clearly the Packers should be favored here, but I avoided it because, eh, I don't know why I avoided it. It, it, it. This is a clear Packers victory, right? And and even with some of the valiant efforts the Panthers have put up earlier this season, they, it's, it's become clear they're overmatched. You know, kind of similar to how I've talked about Washington and the Giants. You know, it's like times they've looked good, but overall, you're playing a good team. Like, there's no way I could even think about, even if it's eight and a half points, going in that direction. So I'll give up the points. I'll take Green Bay here. It's funny. I thought a lot of the same things, and I actually... When I made my third choice for the six-pack, I regretted it and said, oh, damn, I should have taken Green Bay because I have them sitting right <laughs> here on my list. My eyes just didn't go there for whatever reason. And basically, it's just, I think Rodgers just tears this defense apart. I, I don't know how Carolina keeps this offense under 30 points. Primetime, standalone game with the Packers having a lot to play for. Their defense is so young, and I think it's pretty much shot for this year. And I'm not that impressed with Bridgewater to keep up in a type in a shootout type of game. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the thing is is where do they keep it close? Where do they upset the Packers? You're not going to get a bunch of turnovers. You are no. not going to slow down the Packers offense. And maybe there are some susceptible aspects of that Packers defense, but there's not going to be Christian McCaffrey. He's doubtful last I saw, but I, I don't think he's going to play. Why would they play him? Yeah. And so, you know, how are you going to take advantage of the Packers defense? So everything just points big to the Packers, even though eight and a half is a lot. I, I think it's plenty to uh, to give up if you're Green Bay. I agree. I agree. I would glad. I, I, I regret not making it one of my choices. Let's move on to Atlanta, where the Falcons at four and nine are hosting the eight and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa on the road, Matt favored by six. Who you got in this one? So I think Atlanta's defense is way better than people realize, but Atlanta's offense is way worse than people realize. I mean, Matt, Matt Ryan has not had a good year and they don't run the ball at all. And I mean, I think Tampa's D is a great, you know, fantasy start. I think that they keep Atlanta under wraps here. I'll take the Bucks minus six, although I don't feel great about where Tampa's offense is, to be very honest. I'm really disappointed on where Tampa's going on offense. It's just sort of like, well, you know, where is it? I, they, they, were in a, they were in such a good mode earlier in the season, and I don't want to blame it on Antonio Brown. That's just low-hanging fruit, and it's too easy. But there is something going on there. Um, no Julio for Atlanta. Calvin Ridley's also banged right. up, even though he went big last week. That'll be a much more difficult matchup for him this week. So uh, I, I, everything points to Tampa here, and six points is just not quite enough for me. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go, go with you on Tampa. This seems like it should be an eight-and-a-halfer. Matt Stafford looking like he will not play against the Titans, the five-and-eight Lions at the nine-and-four Titans. This is a large line at 11. When I saw that Stafford wasn't going to play, I immediately thought about the six-pack and went to the line, and I thought, ah, 11 points. I almost still want to go there, but I'm not. Uh, but, I mean, I'd probably still give up those points for Tennessee here against a Staffordless Lions. Yeah, we're on the same, wa same wavelength with these bets this week because as soon as I saw Stafford, I'm like, 
oh, Chase Daniel, and somebody has a whole week to prepare for him. It's not like he's even coming off the bench. That's not going to go well. We're not going to see Kenny Galladay. I don't like the Lions' defense. And then I looked at the line. I'm like, ooh, I thought that'd be like nine. I'll still lay the 11, though. I mean, Derrick Henry's looking for a rushing title. He's looking for 2,000 yards. This will be a very, very good matchup to achieve those things. Let's move on to, and I agree wholeheartedly, let's move on to the Texans at Colts. Indy favored by seven and a half at home against the Texans. The fighting Deshaun Watson's there. Uh, I feel so bad for Deshaun Watson. Can we save him this offseason? I think it'll be really fun to to talk about the Texans when we do our um, fixing quarterback situations because their quarterback situation's fixed. But can we fix the rest of it? Because I have, I'm worried that without those draft picks, Deshaun Watson is just going to linger in obscurity in, in Houston with bad teams for a very long time. That's a conversation for another day. That's just where my mind goes every time I see that Houston Texans logo right now. But hopefully they get that GM and head coach combination correct in the offseason question here seven and a half points is that too much against the Colts team that's not really uh, built to blow teams out I think Brandon Cooks returns which is something at least because boy it seemed like Deshaun Watson and the pips you know it's been him against the world now for a couple months in my opinion no help from a running game not much no help from a defense I've often said that there's three awful teams in the league and then Panthers and Texans are that second to last tier but seven and a half, I mean, are the Colts going to, you know, uh, they just don't seem like a blowout type of team. I wish this was six and a half because Watson's going to keep chucking it. I'll take the points, but I don't think the Colts are, will ever be in danger. Yeah, see, I'm right here with you. Maybe we talk football too often. This is weird that we're lining up <laughs> that much, off. and we do line up a lot, but I was thinking the exact same thing. I'll take the points, a division matchup, so you know things can sometimes be a lot tighter than you would expect with two teams. And... Uh, one thing that, that gives me pause and one thing why maybe the line is more correct than, than we think is it really feels like the Colts are playing great ball right now. We, we know how good mm-hmm. their defense is and how good their defense is playing. Really got a lot of things right against the Raiders last week on offense and big game from Taylor in the backfield throwing the ball to Naeem Hines as a receiving change of pace guy out of the backfield and T.Y. Hilton at wide receiver uh, with the rookie uh, and Michael Pittman. So um, and, you know, efficiency from the quarterback position with Philip Rivers. So, you know, a lot of things are going right on both sides of the ball. And if this was to be a blowout, definitely in the Colts favor, but I just don't expect a blowout and uh, I, I don't, it's, it's harder to bet on the blowout. So yeah, I'll take the seven and a half points since it's over a touchdown. Yeah. I, I like where the Colts are at. And frankly, this is a game I will not be touching with real money. I just, yes. I, I don't have a good feel for it. The Colts could win big they're, they're They have a lot more to play for and they're playing way better than Houston right now. Here's another one that Chris had in his Action Network six-pack yesterday that I would not touch with real money. I want to lean toward Miami, even though they're favored by three against the Patriots. Uh, they're at home at eight and five. The Pats are so undermanned here. This is, you know, the master against the the Padawan here with Bill Belichick against Brian Flores, and they've seen each other a number of times already. I, I love what the Dolphins are doing right now, and, and they've been my pet team all year and covered quite a few times and, and made me a lot of money with these picks. Minus three, they're a better team. They are playing better ball right now. I know Bill's on the other side, but I'll give up those points for Miami. I'm not super confident, though. I'm not either. I'm super confident that we won't see a lot of points, so I'll take the points. You know, you always look at Miami as... They're going to win the hidden yardage, special teams, battles, penalties, those type of things. Uh, don't be so sure against New England. Yeah. I and mean, that's their specialty. That's where this came from, you know. Um, 
I think it's promising that it looks like Gasecki and Parker will both play because there's like no offensive weapons in this game besides those two. <laughs> you know, I mean, Miami doesn't <laughs> right. run the ball well. I mean, the Patriots do, but I'm going to take the points just betting on Bill. I like it. Bears at Vikings. Minnesota favored by three at home. Both of these teams coming in at six and seven. Bears coming off a win. Trubisky playing a little bit better for that Bears offense, which I think was the big story last week. Uh, and the Vikings, you know, have have reverted back to their early season form and not playing great ball right now. Vikes coming off a top, tough loss where they missed a ton of kicks. Um, Bears coming off a big win. But I th- really do believe that if this game was played a week ago, this spread would be six, seven. You know, there was a lot, mm-hmm. much different, you know, feel around the Vikes. So I'm going to look at that last week with the missed kicks as a blip on the radar and say Minnesota is just a noticeably better team in their building. And the Bears are okay. I mean, but I, I like the Trubisky love and I think he deserves some credit, but I don't have a lot of faith in that offense. And can Dan Bailey make like 25% of his kicks? That'd be fine. Is that too much to ask? And I think they'll be okay there. Yeah, so I'm with you. I'll give up those three points. Seahawks at Washington, we already covered. How about Jaguars at Ravens? This looks like a mismatch on paper, and uh, it is wagered as that at 13 points. The Ravens favored at home at 8-5 and against the 1-12 and Jaguars. I'll take the points. I I mean, the Jags play teams kind of tight. I think Gardner Minshew is a NFL quarterback. I think they have some weapons. Baltimore's defense just allowed a million points. I mean, let's not forget that part. And um, I don't think their passing game is tremendous. They're going to shorten the game and run like crazy. Jacksonville could come back. I just like the points. I think Baltimore dominates the game, but 13 is a little much. I think it's really genius by Jacksonville to have uh, Minshew back in there against better teams that they know they're going to lose to anyway, even though he's their best quarterback on the <laughs> go, on right. the roster there. So I don't think they're going to be in jeopardy of uh, improving to 2-12 and 12 here. The question is 13 points, which is a lot of points. Uh, I'll just go on the other side and give up those points, even though I feel terrible about it. I wouldn't touch this game at all with that line because I do believe it could be a lot closer. But if it is to be a blowout and maybe the Ravens have an extra skip in their step right now, hopefully – um, Lamar Jackson doesn't get any cramps or whatever else <laughs> could happen issues. mid-game and, and make him miss some time there. And so uh, they, they've got their ground game going, too, with J.K. Dobbins, which I love seeing. So, yeah, hopefully for my fantasy team, we'll get some Minshew to DJ Chark garbage time late. But, yeah, Ravens, I'll give up 13. Why not? Big um, yeah, I agree. DJ Chark's the most frustrating guy in all of fantasy, by the way. Oh, yeah. Side. Right. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he's won some weeks, and uh, then it's like, oh, gosh. But, yeah, with Minshew, yeah, I like it a lot better. Great. Here's a big line that the Action Network had the guts to lay 17 points with the Rams over the Jets here in Week 15. This one's crazy because the over-under is only 43.5, but the line is 17, so half the over-under with the line. That's a combination you don't see uh, a lot, and... um and it's still probably not enough points, but I, I didn't have the guts to go there and bet the Rams and give up those 17 points. Boy, it's a ton. I think I'll lay the 17, but I'm not touching it. I mean, the Rams could be up 14 and just sit on the ball. You know what I mean? It, it, 17's hard to get to, even if you dominate from start to finish. Or, you know, this screams, 
backdoor cover where they're playing prevent late in the game and Darnold hits a you know long one to Perryman or something. Right. You go, ah, I lost my bet. You know. Right. Yep. Um, if I have to pick a side, I'll take the Rams, but not touching him. Or just a bounce here or there. You know, they get a fumble or yeah. they get a pick six or something like that, or a, a return touchdown. You know, something. Is all it takes is one thing to get that a little bit closer. And with um and with the Jets, we've seen them play a few games where they kept it closer than expected, but they also have been blown out a lot recently too. Uh, there's, there was a couple of blowouts and then the, obviously the, the Greg Williams debacle there. So just everything bad from the jets. And I can see why this line is so huge and I still kind of want to give up the points and I guess I will, but uh, not enough, not a confident enough just because the line's so big jets right. are going on 16 though. Right. There's, there's oh, no yeah, wins on, yeah. the, on the schedule for it's them. Funny, you mentioned the Jags. I mean, even if the Jags win, I think they're pretty. I mean, they're going to be the two seed. Well, they could know? hop the Bengals. The Bengals aren't going to draft a quarterback though, but the Bengals could be a hot trade up spot too. Right, right, right. But right. the Bengals do have so that what, tie, so I guess the Jaguars would have to win two games, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think they need okay. to win two to get out of two. I forgot and about the tie. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Go win it, Jaguars. Let's do it. Upset, upset yeah. city. Minshew magic. Because the Jets aren't going to drop one or gain one. Right. Uh, that's the last one. Eagles, Cardinals, I think it's a wrap. Yep. we hit. Uh, Chiefs, Saints, we hit. And Browns, Giants in prime time, we also hit part of our six-pack. So that's week 15, Matt. I'm excited for it. Some good games. And on Monday, we'll come back and break it all down, preview a little Monday night football as well right here. Peacock and Williamson NFL Show.